0: Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Big Bad Toy Store where you can pre-order the newest waves of Hasbro Marvel Universe, Marvel Legends and Marvel movie action figures With foreign toys high-end statues, prop replicas hot toys and more Big Bad Toy Store is the first stop for Marvel collectors Plus, check out their other great toys and collectibles and use their pile of loot to save on shipping Find it all at BigBadToyStore.com Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious.
1: Hello and welcome to issue number 95 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie.
0: I'm
2: Arnie. And
3: this is Justin.
2: And we have a plastic-packed show for you today. (laughs) (laughs) We have more figures than you can shake a fine fatur at. Or would care to. (laughs) We're going to be reviewing a ton of new figures, playing your voicemails, talking about Exmelsior, and so much more. So let's get it started
0: with... The Spectacular Store Report!
3: So I haven't been seeing a whole heck of a lot. And I've even traveled across the country this last week. I I spent this weekend in North Carolina. But you know what I learned? I think collecting is kind of universal, at least across North America, because every Walmart, every Target I went into had the exact same nothing that we have around here. You know, the same things are on clearance, same figures are missing from the waves that are there. So I don't know. I mean, I didn't go for a toy run, so I wasn't disappointed that way, but it was kind of just interesting to to see what other collectors deal with in other parts of the country, and it's kind of heartwarming to know that it's kind of the same no matter where you go.
2: I know that Hasbro claims when you see things like you go into a store and there's like 28 multiple mans on the pegs and Hasbro loves to say that's regional that's only occurring in your area but then I drive to Texas and I stop at every Walmart between here and Texas and see more multiple mans I'm like yeah
3: that's a pretty big region America (laughs) yeah so I mean we've kind of seen the The stores resetting themselves, you know, Walmart's kind of going through it now and Target has already done it and they haven't all quite gotten everything out there yet. But I think we mentioned last show that the one thing that is out everywhere are what we're calling the cheapo Avengers line, you know, those four figures. And you said you had the official name for that.
2: Yes. And Jeff mentioned it a couple podcasts ago, Avengers Assemble all-Stars. On the package it never says All-Stars, but that is the official Hasbro name for it and how they differentiate their cases between these 599 figures and the more detailed, more stylized 999 figures. Ah,
3: yes. Well, the All-Stars are everywhere. I mean, I've seen them at Walmart, Target, Toys R Us, Kmart. They're they have no problem getting those distributed, you know. <laughs> I don't understand how these are any different than the other ones, but I've only seen Peg Space at Target and Walmart for the the good Avengers assemble figures.
2: Oh, I was at a Walmart just today, and tons, tons, tons of the cheapo Avengers
3: figures. Yeah, falling off the pegs. You've picked up some of those, haven't you? Some. I picked up the whole wave of four. <laughs> Those are something kind of nice about picking up a whole wave of figures for under 25 bucks, huh?
2: Unfortunately, I ordered them online and paid $8 a figure plus shipping, but I ordered the whole (laughs) wave. What was I thinking? (sighs) That one I can't help you with. So yeah, I do have these all in hand and I have seen them in stores, but you know, for cheap figures, taking price into account, I'd I think these are much, much better than those figures that I stalked Family Dollar for back a couple years ago.
3: Oh, yeah. There's definitely more style to them. They're not, you know, all straight up and down hands at their sides looking like an Oscar statue.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's kind of go through these real quick before we get to the figures that more people are collecting, the actual Avengers. Now, these come on a much smaller card. I actually was a little bit surprised. The Avengers Assemble $10 figures are on the same card size we're used to that we've been getting since Marvel Universe started and the Wolverine line started back then. But these Avengers All-Star figures are on smaller cards.
3: Yeah, like the the cheapo Spider-Man and Wolverine and, and Iron Man figures. Those are... It's all that same smaller footprint.
2: And so we get Captain America or
3: specifically...
2: Battle shield, Captain America, because yes, he comes with a shield.
4: Ooh!
2: And you know what this figure takes me back to is way back in the late seventies. I had one of the three and three quarter inch Mego Captain Americas. Ah, uh, yeah. And it had the scales on the outfit, and as a kid, I was just fascinated with the scales and the bright blue color and all of that. And here. That's what this figure feels like in my hand, is like a throwback to the Mego days.
1: But I noticed that for the first time on his mask, it looks like he's got eyeglasses on and they're blue.
2: It really does, the way they painted the mask, it totally looks like... You say that, I kind of think, you know that little bit of makeup they put underneath Boxer's eyes that looks like they have too much eyeshadow? Do you
1: mean football players,
2: Yeah,
3: football players,
2: And baseball players? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, it looks
3: like they got dumped on prom night. Looks like their mascara ran.
2: Yes. Uh-huh. That's what it kind of looks like, only blue. (laughs) He's got this weirdly square face. Of course, five points of articulation. The biggest bummer, though, is his shield. There is a hole on his back, so you can put it on his back like he's wearing it. But his fists are completely closed. So you really can't have him hold the shield with the peg the way he can with the MU ones. You have to put it over his wrist, and then it looks like he's a waiter. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you could put a little, like, if you went and bought some of the Cantina figures from Star Wars, you could hot glue some glasses on it and cap serving drinks.
3: (laughs) Well, out of all four of these, I only decided to purchase one of them. That one, for whatever reason, was Thor.
2: I can't figure out that reason because if I were to skip one figure this wave, it would be Thor.
1: This is the most ridiculous-looking Thor ever. I'm sorry. His, and we have a lot of ridiculous-looking yes, Thors. His wings are huge!
3: <laughs> I, You know, I looked at all of them and I felt like I have a boatload of Iron Men. Oh, well, I have a boatload of Thor, too. But I have a, I have a ton of Hulks. I have a ton of Captain Americas. But this Thor just felt Cheap? I don't know. Yeah, like, out of all of them, he felt the most cheap and brightly colored and animated out of all of them. Like, the rest of them, I feel like they're trying to walk a line somewhere between animated and realistic. This one, they said, screw it. Make him look like a cartoon.
2: My problem with him is primarily the chest plate, because they sculpted his chest plate like it should be silver or some other thory color, right? But they then just molded it in the same basic blue that the rest of his body is. And so he has definition to a chest plate that wasn't ever painted. It really looks like a factory error more than a figure.
3: Yeah, you're right. This whole line, I think, looks like a bunch of budget cuts. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you can almost tell like somebody nixing that paint up like, well, if we cut out that silver... We're going to save X amount of dollars. I love how
1: his hair looks like spaghetti or like the fuzzy pumper (laughs) Play-Doh.
3: Somebody really fought for two colors of brown and got it, though.
1: That's true. It's not going to be released unless we have those two colors.
2: Where's the two colors? I see one color of brown, and it's on his tunic at the waist and belt.
3: Well, it looks like his belt is a different color brown than his tunic. That's because it's two different plastics.
2: It's two different pieces. The body's a hard plastic, and the legs are a rubber. I think you're right. So I'm betting that it's, you know, just two different lots. You know, the legs are made in the rubber factory and the body's made in the plastic factory or something.
3: <laughs> oh, brother, look at this thing. You know what? They have foot pegs in them, though, in case you have trouble standing them up.
2: <laughs> I have no trouble standing, Thor. I like that the top of his head looks a little bit like a bullseye.
3: Oh, yeah. He's got a little bit of a nipple point going on. Yeah. Concentric circles. yeah.
1: Nipple point sounds more technical.
3: But you're right, Marjorie. He does have some serious wings going on here. I
1: know. He's like a freaking chihuahua or something.
3: Here's the worst offense on this figure. He has a neck beard or something going on. His hair goes on under his chin and continues under his helmet around his neck on the front. Can you see that on yours? Or is it just mine who has his golden yellow locks beneath his chin as well?
2: Nope. You're right. It's like there would be a beard.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I popped his head off, and yep, that goes all the way up to his chin. There might be some some pieces and parts here that might be good for customizing. I mean, his cape looks different from other Thor capes, so if you wanted to rip that off and put it on a better sculpted Thor, you might be able to get some variety that way.
2: Hey, it's $6. It's a Thor. Yep. He even comes with a little Mjolnir. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad when they did the four characters, they did the four primary Avengers. I mean, we talked before when all those Avengers toys were coming out. If you do one, it's Iron Man. If you do three, you add Cap and Thor and Hulk came in fourth. I think pre-Avengers, Avengers made him more popular. Yeah. And speaking of Iron Man, I got this one. And, you know, he reminds me of those figures that used to come with the cars only in a much cheaper looking plastic. It's like this weird orange that just... Marjorie said this before about these figures, it feels like a bootleg.
1: Yeah, this plastic just doesn't, it doesn't have the same feel or weight. Now, the Iron Man's heavy, whereas Cap felt normal weight, but the sheen of the plastic is what really makes it look cheap, and to be honest, the detail on this is such that it looks like they took cut corners on it, you know what I mean? Like, they, it's not that they didn't put a lot of detail in, it's just like what they did wasn't very robust. I didn't want to say detailed, but that's really where I wanted to go
2: with that. <laughs> but because it's repulsor blast, Iron Man, he comes with an accessory and Justin, it's translucent.
3: <laughs> hey, I don't think that's enough to get me excited. <laughs>
2: oh, it's enough to get somebody excited. It,
1: it is because it looks like a lady's best friend.
3: <laughs> a Trojan twister.
2: Or a Burmese Bowl.
3: Hey.
2: A widow's comforter. It is got a bit of a head to it and quite a spiky base. And I tried to figure it out because a lot of the translucent effects we'd have from Iron Man, they'd fit on his wrist or they'd go in his palm. This one, you actually shove his fist up. (laughs) And then he has this giant, tapered, rubbery blue thing on his hand.
3: And it's translucent for her pleasure.
2: It's a little ribbed too. Did I mention (laughs) that? I'm not joking.
3: It's got a little bit of a twirliness going on, yeah. I've looked at this figure quite a few times on the pegs, and to be honest with you, it feels very reminiscent of the the Iron Man animated line that we had four or five years ago on the pegs. Right around the time you hopped into the line. I don't know if you remember those. I do. I think I may have one or two that I picked up at a TJ Maxx
2: back when I'm like, I'm all in.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it kind of feels like that. And this one looks like there's even less paint apps going on.
2: Yeah, there's exactly two colors oh no i guess three colors of paint no nope, no nope, i take it back could there be four there's the red plastic so i guess i don't count that as a paint it's just molded red plastic then there's gold on the legs and arms and face there's black detailing on the face for the mouth and just around the eyes it's like they painted the eyes black before painting over them in yellow which is the color of the arc reactor
3: all right so they gave it some some thought and time i guess
2: Honestly, the head isn't terrible. I still don't like the color plastic it's molded in, but the head isn't terrible. It's when you take the whole package. And this accessory, I think it would violate the Galactus box of parts. It may have to have its own special thing. (laughs) If it's made of silicone, I may need to keep it from touching other accessories.
3: In the nightstand.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But the figure that's getting a lot of buzz on this cheapo wave is Hulk. And I can kind of see why. I mean, if you're down with five points of articulation, this Hulk has a pretty decent size on him when compared to the other figures. He's about the same height as Thor, a little shorter when you take Thor's wings into account. But he's got some mass to him, and he's got a pretty good pose. He looks rage-filled. The pants are purple for the classic look, but not so garish a purple that they draw attention to themselves. I'm
1: sorry but the sagittal keel on this figure is ginormous. <laughs> Are you googling that boys?
2: What is that? The sagittal crest often looks like a mohawk on ah. top of the skull. There's some anthropology for you. And he does have quite that. <laughs> the paint is too glossy and too flat. That would be my complaint. And like you noticed with the Thor brown, the green of the arms doesn't quite match the green of the body.
3: Yeah, he ended the up- coming out a little bit pea soup green. And, you know, one of the main reasons I haven't picked him up yet, and I'm sure I probably will in some future dry spell and these things are still hanging around. But before I picked it up, I went back and looked at our archives and the picture they'd been showing of him at toy shows and in booze and stuff like that. He had some really bright purple comic book color pants on and his skin was a lot brighter green. And to me, that seemed more appropriate for this cheapo, kids are going to get it on a whim type of line. Make it bright and colorful and comic book and animated and fun. This just came out looking muted. It almost looks like he was sitting out in the sun for a couple weeks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think this is a good sculpt if you're down with the articulation. It stands very well, I'll give it that. But... If you feel like customizing up a Hulk, this would be a good one to really go classic on. You know, you could go really bright, bright green for that 60s comic book look with the really bright purple pants.
3: Yeah, and that's what I was hoping we were going to get. And when I finally did see him, I was a little disappointed that this was the final paint app. And like you said, he's oiled up. He looks like a bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> just got rid of the show.
1: He does. He's, he's got that baby oil on him.
3: <laughs> and if you remember in the 70s show, Frigno was always like matte green. He was like a dull, dry green.
2: Yes. Uh, not if you see the the DVD releases. Some of that paint got pretty oily. <laughs> Keep in mind, it was 70s film stock. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, if these four figures aren't enough, Jeff posted to Facebook and sent me on a mad dash. There's two more Iron Man figures as well. I, I don't know if these are the Iron Man All-Stars, but they're the concept series cheapo figures. And I had to get them for our photo archives and they were cheap. And he said he found them at a Walmart. So I went to a Walmart and my God, they had probably 80 of these cheap Iron Man figures. There were seven pegs and they were so full, they were bending out from figures that were attached to the peg. You touch the peg and like four would fall. <laughs>
3: I had a very similar experience at Walmart this afternoon because I I too stopped by at lunch and exact same thing. They had just a ton of these and I hadn't paid too much attention to that line from the get-go. I could tell you which ones were definitely new, but I couldn't tell you which ones might have been new. I thought maybe there might have been three or possibly four new ones. Well. I remember when these first came out, being at Target
2: and going through a ton of these, trying to find all of them. And I knew there were four figures from when I did that. And I'd lay them all out and be like, Ghost Armor, Ghost Armor, Ghost Armor, Arctic Freeze, Ghost Armor. And what I saw instantly was one of the new figures giving me hope. And that's the Strike Eagle Iron Man. Why did this give you hope? Well, because it meant they'd gotten the new wave.
1: Ah, I was going to say, because there's nothing hopeful about this figure. (laughs) It's that cheap red plastic again.
3: It's a bit confusing that they would do this armor, considering they have this exact sculpt sitting in the Iron Man 2 line at most Toys R is just three pegs over.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is it wrong that what makes me like these figures more than anything is the nicknames Jeff gave them making fun of them? <laughs> <laughs> he called this the Crippled Articulation 2010 armor.
3: <laughs> Perfect.
2: <laughs> and it comes with two wrist accessories of totally different color, like... They were just taken from one of the Iron Man 2 figures and go, ah, close enough.
3: <laughs> Different red, <laughs> some gold paint on it rather than silver.
2: <laughs> he needs Geranimals to figure out which accessory should go with him. <laughs> but the next one I couldn't find. And I had to have it because even though it's called Nano Shell Iron Man, when Jeff called it Corn Cob Iron Man, it was so bad it was amazing.
1: Oh, Why? It does look like corn cobs. It's like little baby corns on his legs.
3: It is. It's baby corn cob Iron Man.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. This is horrible.
3: Wow. Now, it's supposed to be like his Mark V suitcase armor. Just a different cut in gold and black, but it looks like he's wearing briefs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I had to hunt for this one. And so I had to go through peg after peg after peg of these. And I guarantee you at that Walmart, there were six figures. The four I had, and then these two. And it was the last peg where I finally found Nano Shell. <laughs> I don't know if kids are buying him or if he's shipping one per case, but Nano Shell was the chase figure for me, in that I had to go to one
3: store and then just look through a bunch of trash.
1: Is that like Barrett playing the long game and just buying it right away? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Had to chase them all the way to the back of the pegs, <laughs> <laughs> which is almost too much effort for this line of figures. Jeff also mentioned that he saw at Toys R Us, and I think he posted on our Facebook, and I haven't seen this at my Toys R Us yet, but some more assemblers, Toys R Us exclusive assemblers two-pack, which I don't know that we knew that any of these assemblers are coming in two-packs. So and It certainly didn't show them that way at Comic-Con, but this one comes with red snapper and gravity cloak armor. Which, hey, you know, from the picture that Jeff posted up there, that red snapper doesn't look too terribly bad. And the gravity cloak armor, eh, it's a little dark blue and silver, but some of the same snap-on accessories. That one comes with the chainsaw arm again. But at 23 bucks at a Toys R Us exclusive, I, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that heavy lifting armor doesn't come out this way. Just keep an eye out for the
2: coupons. They constantly have coupons. And when I get a 20% off one, I had one just last week, but I didn't see this there. When you get a 20% off coupon, that takes it down to a much more reasonable
3: 18. Yeah. It's just instead of being two for 20 bucks like they normally are, you don't get to pick the two you want. (laughs) You get Red Snapper and then another guy. But like I said, I'm kind of hoping this is the only two pack that comes out like that. They want to continue that line like with some of those other armors we saw. I don't want to have to pick and choose between other two packs in the future.
2: Well, let's stop talking about crappy figures. Let's talk about some good ones. Excellent. So I got in from our sponsor, Big Bad Toy Store, A Case of Figures, the Marvel Universe Wave 2 of this year, I think. Is that right? With Electro and Mysterio, that Wave 2 or Wave 1? I'm getting confused anymore.
3: You know what? I don't know if it even matters which wave it is (laughs) because (laughs) we're not going to have to have that worry much longer. But yeah, I've I've just been kind of calling it the Mysterio wave. And so we got four new figures here. Since you call it the Mysterio wave,
2: shall we start with Mysterio?
3: Yes, let's start with Mysterio, which I think is probably going to be the one that most people are looking for, considering it's the first time he's been made in this scale. And as we talked about before, just the preview images of it made the gold paint on his boots and hands like super duper shiny. So he's, he's a fun looking action figure, just from, you know, hardcore fans to casual shoppers. But this is the wave that, I've seen remnants of at Target, but not the whole wave yet. So I went ahead and got mine online as well. But I'm kind of digging Mysterio here. He's got the whole new MU body style. But can you tell if there's some extra sculpting going on in his body? Or is it just the dark green plastic that he's cast in that makes it look like there's more detail in it?
2: He's got a six-pack, but, I mean, beyond that, I think it's just the paint wash makes it look more detailed than it is.
3: If you're just talking...
2: From nipple to crotch.
3: (laughs) Like I always do. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he has the the all-new standard articulation that we've come to know and love. The Vonner ankles. The Vonner ankles, the mid-cut thighs.
1: really think we need to quit saying Vonner ankles and just call them (laughs) Vancles.
3: Or Voncles. Voncles. There it is. It's the Voncle. But a neat little thing is is you can pop his little helmet and and cape off all in one swoop to reveal that he's actually Voldemort under there.
2: (laughs) He does look like Voldemort. Like, they had a spare Voldemort head lying around. Did Hasbro make the Harry Potter figures? Because it's creepy that this figure has no nose.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just remembering back to the the Marvel Legends Spider-Man 6-inch Mysterio, that one had a little button on the back where you could hit it, and it would twist, you know, a third of the way around, because there's three heads under there. It like a baby face, a scary face, and an alien face in there. But this one, I'm kind of, the customizer in me is kind of happy about it because if I can get my hands on more than one of them, this looks like a good face to make a Morph custom out of. Because Morph just kind of has that standard face with no nose. And that's kind of what we've got going on here.
2: And you could just throw them on like a Cyclops body and cut off the extra.
3: Yeah, it's basically all just, you know costume painting at that point. There's really no accoutrements to morph. But all in all, you know, standard buck and some neat things to make him Mysterio. I mean, mostly the cape, which is kind of this iridescent translucent, I would say. I I would say pearlescent. Pearlescent. Very nice.
1: Yeah, it's kind of pearlescent, mother of pearl. I'm
2: worried about him
1: driving like that.
2: I love, though, that it's just translucent enough to give a hint of a head in it. And that's something I think we said about it when we saw the early photos of it and everything. Is like you can almost see the head in there. And I love what that adds to the character.
3: Oh, yeah. And taking it apart, you can tell that the dome is a separate piece from the cape that are glued together. I don't, know, you don't want to try to remove them from each other. But the cape itself is also a translucent material that almost like the phasing vision. Remember how that kind of started off darker at the top and then faded into a little bit more see-through at the bottom. Kind of had that effect going on here, too.
1: Mysterio definitely looks better when he's got a light source behind his head. It gives it a a, a nice like orangey pearlescent glow to it with just a hint of the dark inside.
2: My only gripe is because the cape is all one piece and that includes the little eye hooks that are supposed to connect his cape to his chest, that it's sometimes hard to keep him not looking like... They're just hovering over his body, especially once you take the helmet off. It's like you really got to push to get it back on there to get the...
1: Yeah, he's half out quite often, isn't he?
2: (laughs) I like that it moves like that because it gives him a full range of arm motion if you want to pose him. And you can just move them as needed so you get the arm above the head. But it does create a little bit of a problem with that connection because that's supposed to be how it's accented. And, you know, while we're talking about these cheapo figures, the other thing is it looks like they might have put a little bit of darker paint in some of the seams here. But overall, from literally head to calf, he's army man green. And on that head underneath the helmet is not like it's a human head if you're listening and not watching the enhanced podcast. It's the same green plastic as the rest of the whole body.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's what's so neat about him. He's a pretty simple figure. I mean, we've talked about the paint apps on other ones and kind of dinged them for that, but this one, I think it works. The the darker green matched with the, the shiny gold paint really makes it a nice stark difference. And I know it's comic accurate, but it's still in figure form. It's a little weird to have those little, I don't know, are they Chinese takeout boxes around his wrists and <laughs> forearms?
2: And they definitely feel like just accessories put over a standard forearm.
3: Yeah, I, f- I bet you if you popped his hands off, those things would slide right off there. Mm-hmm.
2: So you could just paint your X-Men Morph right on this body.
3: Yeah, interesting. Makes it a little hard to pose him. You can't really flex his biceps all that much with his arms, but I don't know how much range of motion Mysterio really needs.
2: The other gripe, and I think it's just with this buck, he doesn't stand worth a dang.
3: It takes a little finagling, but, you know, because his, his calves do swivel right where his boots are painted. So that'll give you a little extra help. But I've got it so his legs are just far enough apart that the back end of the right side of his cape is what's holding him up. But it doesn't look like he's leaning back on it.
2: Yeah, I just was able to pull that off. And if you can get that done. But I just I like figures that if I set my drink down on the table, they don't fall over.
3: (laughs) then you're going to love Rhino.
2: Yes, I do love Rhino. Now, this is our first time getting a truly comic-accurate Rhino. Our first MU Rhino, we had the Spider-Man Rhino. The Spider-Man one came with this weird snap-on armor, though, that once you unsnapped, really never stayed well again. And this one is just purely comic-accurate Rhino.
3: Yeah, this is the Rhino that everybody knows and loves. And it's the first time we're seeing this body. I think this body's going to be used in the future for Abomination and A-bomb. But getting him now, you know, he's different from any of the Hulks that we've seen before. This is a, a 100% new sculpt, I would say, with the exception of maybe Fist's.
1: His fist looks similar, and yeah, definitely new. I mean, his weight got too many bumps and nooks and crannies on here to be anything at all like Hulk or any other large figure that we've got. It
2: feels like a hide, as Rhino should, and mm-hmm. would be very fitting for Abomination and A-Bomb and... No, they have tried like a wash on him, did you notice? I did. I was a little unimpressed with it, and I kinda thought I was actually inspired by a figure we're gonna talk about a little later, but... Jay, who does photo editing for Star Wars Action News, did a wash on his Avengers Assemble Hulk figure that looks so good. It makes me think Rhino could almost use a custom extra wash to just add some more dark to him and kind of make him look a little bit more dirty from fighting.
3: Yeah, they almost did a reverse wash here. Like they they did li- like highlights on the the high areas with the lighter paint than the darker plastic beneath, but. I think if you wanted to do something like that, it'd be pretty easy. You just need to dilute some dark black paint in water and just kind of sloppily paint it all over your figure and have plenty of paper towels handy and just start rubbing it away. And eventually that black will seep into those areas and you can wipe it away as much as you want until it looks like it's popping out better for you. But that's that's seriously one of the easiest customizing things you could do that's no fine detailing skills involved whatsoever.
2: I actually think... Justin, that it may be the reverse of what you're suggesting, because if you bend his knees and look at the knee joints and the hip joints and things, he's molded in the light plastic.
3: Mm, I think he's molded in the darker plastic, but they use lighter joints. No, it's the lighter plastic. Take his hand off. Look inside. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what we're
2: seeing is just an excessively dark wash. <laughs> And in fact, yeah. it's chipping off in a couple of the joints just from moving the leg.
3: Yeah, that's what I was noticing on mine, too. His joints are starting to chip off in his armpits and on his knees.
2: My knees are just completely bare already, just out of the bubble. But I've noticed his hip, I see some torn paint on it and things like that. So, But
3: there's there's some interesting articulation here. You know, I mean, he's got swivel wrists and a nice ball joint elbow and a ball joint shoulder. And then he's got like a... I'm trying to think if we've seen this before on a Marvel Universe figure because it's not like Hulk. It's got like a weird, almost more like a Diamond Select type of articulation in his hips. What would you call that? Because it's not on a ball, but it's got the the nice joint in there so you can make him do the splits or twist it around and have him in a running pose.
2: I think we've seen that on some other figures, both Legends and Diamond Select. It's just very it's got both the swivel and kind of like it's a hinge on a ball joint.
3: Yeah, but just not like some of the other, you know, the Wolverine three and three-quarter inch figures are the ones that I remember having, like, a ball in that hip area. This is, his whole thigh is the joint, essentially.
1: It's the same joint as the ankles, though.
3: This has Vonker's.
1: Yes, it's the the same principle. If you look at it, the mechanics, it's the same
3: vonkles principle. I think you're right. Feel his head. His head is a weird, soft, rubbery material. It is. I love the sculpting of his head. I love that they
2: gave the rhino outfit its own eyes separate from his eyes. And I love his facial expression on it. And they picked a great paint color form, especially the horns.
3: Definitely. That would be my one gripe here, is that we've seen some great neck articulation, especially in hulks and stuff recently. This really doesn't have any articulation, so to speak, of. I mean, you can twist his head side to side, and there's a ball joint that it pops onto in there, but that's about it.
2: Still, for a beefy figure, we know those sometimes, because they're just larger, cost a little bit more, they reduce a little bit of articulation. Admittedly, that Hulk that has the neck articulation is one of the best out there. But, I like Rhino. I like, I like Rhino and Mysterio together. I liked them when I saw them for the first time at Toy Fair and having them here in my collection. These two are definitely the favorite figures from this wave for me.
3: Yeah, definitely. They're both new characters. Well, I guess Rhino's not a new character, but a new figure altogether, and Mysterio's a new a new figure to the line. But in this line, we got Captain America yet again. What
2: is different about this Captain America than the others, other than he has a belt?
3: It's it's the first time they've used this newer articulated body. I will say that. It's the first time Cap has had these swivel-cut thighs and the, the vonkles, and now his boots are more piratey than in previous versions.
1: Oh, those boots are laughable. <laughs> I don't like this cap. First of all, he looks really angry. And his body, the red on the stripes on his stomach are just wrong. It's just, he looks like douchey Hulk. He looks like douchey cap. He just looks like he'd be a jerk.
3: <laughs> he kind of does. If this hadn't been <laughs> the umpteenth time that we've had cap in just the Marvel Universe line, I'd probably be okay with this. I'd probably be a little bit more excited about it, too, because it's better articulated than all the previous versions.
2: But the wings on his head are
3: terrible. They look like nubbins.
1: I didn't even notice them. They're so small. So wait, (laughs) Thor 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 has bigger wings, is what you're saying?
2: These look almost like tiny horns. He just got a trim. Like a pathetic demon. (laughs) And on mine, at least, there's some red paint on the belt, too. Like, they somehow (laughs) slopped the paint around.
3: He doesn't hold his shield very well. Yeah, I'm having trouble with his shield. And it's one of the shields that we've seen before. And, you know, this time it has a little wrist lock on there that falls down every time you try to put it on. Because his, his gloves are a separate piece on his forearms. Which is a little weird because if you twist it a little bit, you can see the white from under there showing through at his wrist. Mm-hmm. And that's a little off-putting. But yeah, this one doesn't, it's the same shield we've gotten over and over again. It still has the little spots on the back where in previous versions they've glued the little elastic bands down there. Well, we don't get elastic bands, but we get the squares. And we don't even. I like the metallic paint on it. Oh, you want to talk about the front of the shield? I'm talking about the back. (laughs) (laughs) There's no peg hole for it either. You know, a lot of these caps have had that peg hole that you could put it on his back. Well, this back doesn't have a peg hole, and neither does the shield.
2: I like that peg hole just because it helped him to hold the shield sometimes. This little wrist C is annoying.
3: Yeah, it makes it hard to get on there.
2: So, I mean, you say it's the umpteenth cap, and I completely agree, but it does have better articulation, but I think it's actually a worse sculpt and a worse figure.
3: Yeah, and I don't know about yours, but mine's pretty loosey-goosey, like, just holding him his waist twists, like, without even trying. So I can't get him to stand up very well. He looks like... That's funny, I can barely twist the waist, but the, the nipple joint is really loose. <laughs>
1: There's no nipple joints! Nipples aren't jointed!
3: <laughs> I can show you some pictures. <laughs> but yeah, I've never been a big fan of like the pirate boot style on some of these characters, and this one is really overdoing it. But I think that might be part of the upcoming Baron Zemo is where that's coming from. But I don't know. I didn't see the need for this figure. But apparently Hasbro did.
2: I didn't either. I opened my case of figures, right? I'm going through digging out the new ones for the new show. I'm like, all right, let's see. Iron Spider-Man, old. Iron Fist, old. Black Costume Spider-Man, old. Silver Surfer, old. And then I'm like, okay, Elektra, new. Rhino, new. Mysterio, new. Captain America, old. And I'm like, wait, Justin, what's the new figure in here?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, speaking of old, just... I'm not dinging the artwork, because the artwork's fine on these cards, but the coloration on them is a little weird. Like, if you look at Cap, his shield looks like it's faded into orange. Yeah, it really does look like a nice sunset is reflecting
2: on it. It's artistic license. They also took away the little comic covers, which I liked from them, the trapezoidal comics. These are just pretty plain. They must have saved themselves that nickel.
3: You're right, that little little perpendicular rectangular areas just goes all the way down to the card art now. But the fourth
2: figure here, which is one that I like the character, so I was excited for the figure, Electra. Unfortunately, like a lot of the Marvel Universe women, she is spindly and hard to stand and hard to pose because her limbs are all just so tiny.
1: She is more spindly than most, though. She seems just very frail. This is not at all like the other ones.
2: Uh, I don't know. Like... It's not like a lot of the other ones we have actually out, like some of the first couple waves, like the original Black Widow, because I think this is one of the new articulations, right, with the double-jointed knees and all that, but we have seen this body before.
1: And she has the thigh articulation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she does.
1: The, the problem is, though, look at her knees. It's almost like she has the legs from the battle droids from Star Wars line.
2: They are tiny. Well, look at the knee joints. They're yeah, horrible. they're double-jointed.
1: I know, but they're visible. I don't like them when they're like that.
2: It is worse as far as aesthetic because she's supposed to be bare
3: instead yeah. of clothes. Yeah, and when it's when it's that small, the joint's going to stand out even more. And you're right, it does kind of feel like a battle droid knee. My my problem with it is is that her, I don't want to call it a skirt or a dress, because it's basically just a towel wrapped around her. <laughs> it doesn't sit on her hips right. It just looks like it's floating right in her midsection.
1: I think it's because they made it too small to fit the right place on her hips it's just something is wrong either they've made her body too small or her little dressy thing
2: too big well i think if it was supposed to sit on the hips it would just keep falling down to the ankles and because this is a standard female buck they just had to make it at a point that it that it stays and yeah it does look it looks like she's at mcl long after her heroing years and she's pulled her pants up a little bit to hide the mommy tummy (laughs) you know what was that snl skit about mommy jeans mom jeans
1: yes.
3: Mom jeans (laughs) yeah i just feel like a little bit of extra effort in sculpting that piece would have gone a long way you know it could have it could have rested in such a way on her hips that it wasn't too big at her at her waist yet still looked like a natural fit but this just looks like an afterthought
2: yeah and Her psi weapons that she comes with, those things shot at me like rubber bands when I was taking them out of the bubble. Because you have to bend them, and they're just this really small bendy rubber, and they don't stand straight. They look like she really needs to see a metallurgist to fix this.
1: (laughs) A metallurgist? How do I find one of
2: those? Perhaps a uh, weaponsmith to fix this, but... When you're bending them out, it's like, pew, and they shot everywhere. I'm like, I'm going to lose these.
3: Yeah, they are teeny tiny little little accessories. And only her left hand even has a chance at holding them. Oh, I got them in both hands right now. Oh, wow. pretty Pretty well. Oh, you know what? She has one finger sticking out, so you can kind of use that to jimmy it in so she's holding the top of the, the sidebar there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. On both hands. All right, I'm going to take back what I said earlier, or what I was thinking earlier anyway, if I didn't say it out loud, which these seem like a pretty useless accessory, but now I see the error of my ways. But hey, you know what, all in all, we're not dinging this figure for much more of any other problems that we've had with the female buck up until this point. I think her her face sculpt is very well done. And the paint apps on her eyes, at least on my sample here, are are nice and tight. She doesn't have wonky jubilee eyes or anything going on. No, you are right in that. I love her
2: hair. I like the way they've sculpted
3: it around the body. Yeah, it's very cool. And her little pirate cap has her strings coming off the back, which is another plastic altogether.
1: I think she'd be okay if she were a little meteor. You know what I mean? She just looks too spindly.
2: Yeah, she looks extraordinarily slight, but I think it's a decent representation of the figure. Just not a whole lot of player poseable value here. Not as tough as I'd like Electra to be, you know? Vonner was talking on our last show about having Puck pose with one hand. Imagine if you could get Electra doing like a ninja kick and pose her that way.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, having said all of that, I'm glad we've got the new style female body here rather than they do sometimes slip in that original female body, which I just hated. At least she doesn't have
2: cankles
3: and... And all that crap.
2: Not yet. And give her 10 years when she lets herself go. (laughs) She doesn't look enough like Jennifer Garner for me.
3: (laughs) You can put her next to the doesn't look like Ben Affleck Daredevil figure then. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, all in all, as a four-figure wave, though, I would say it's, you know, 70-ish percent a great wave. I really dig Rhino. Really, really happy with Mysterio. Cap can go jump off a bridge and and Electra is not too shabby.
2: I would agree with those rankings. I mean, I would say definitely Mysterio and Rhino are must-buys. As a fan of Elektra, I'm glad to have her in plastic before the line dies. As far as I know, she was never an Avenger. She is a defender, but not an Avenger. See, she'll she'll defend it, but not go for revenge after they lose.
1: <laughs> it's all very confusing.
2: And Cap, yeah, I just, I know you like the articulation. I don't like his glossy butt. <laughs>
1: Well, by the same token, he has a glossy crotch. Does that make it better? Glossy butt. No, glossy crotch. Why, yes. (laughs) Do you have a glossy crotch or glossy butt?
2: I'm checking to see if Electra's crotch is glossy.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah,
2: it is. Well, all in all, it's the,
3: what, second to last wave of Marvel Universe figures? We have one more? Yeah, as far as we know. Never know if they're going to pop some two-packs or other things out there, but... Yeah, but it's it's getting down to the, the end of MU as we know it. But
2: we even found more three and three quarter inch figures, but we've really run long talking about these, so we're gonna be talking about the new Avengers Assemble figures next week. And unlike my long-awaited look at Sideshow Premium Format figures, we're really gonna do it. <laughs>
3: I'll believe it when I see it.
2: So let's take a look at what's on sale online.
0: Sales to Astonish
2: we forgot to talk about this when we were at Wizard World, but you didn't have to be at Wizard World if you wanted the Stan Lee signature cologne. And I swear to God, they, they screwed up. The slogan should be Exmelsior. <laughs>
3: <laughs> totally. <laughs> Instead, they went with the more douchey sounding Nuff Said.
1: <laughs> yeah, that just doesn't. Yeah, no.
2: They were selling shirts of that logo, the mirror reflection glasses and mustache, because at previous conventions they said people were asking about the shirt, so they had a limited number, but it's only available at the con. I imagine if you're going to New York Comic Con and you want this shirt, maybe you can find it there, but at our sponsor, Entertainment Earth, you can order a bottle of Nuff Said for twenty four ninety nine, and... And what's funny is apparently people were going up to the booth at
3: Wizard World and asking, "Well, does it smell like his mustache?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: How, what does his mustache smell like?
3: See, I'm not I'm not going to disparage the man. I've never been close enough to to smell, smell his him or, or get a you know whiff of his essence. But in the in the marketing game that is cologne, you want to paint a pretty picture. And I'm sorry, just any old man smell. Is not painting the right picture.
1: Okay, here's what old men smell like. Old Spice and Werther's. <laughs> All old men wear Old Spice. You, it's going to happen to you guys when you get old.
3: They just send it to you in the mail. They
1: do. It's, it's like your you, AARP
3: card. Yeah,
1: you you get the little crinkly pack of Werther's. You get some Old Spice.
2: <laughs> do you think Hugh Hefner is not a man who you'd want to wear his cologne? Maybe. What's his called? Just Hef? And Hef well, said... According to <laughs> according to Seth Green, Stan Lee is the Hugh Hefner for geeks.
1: Not really. Hasn't he had like the same wife for like eighty years or something? Well, yes. Okay. Is he a playa? I'm sorry. I don't ever see Stan Lee with big-breasted women or any women.
3: This whole thing is a mess. I'm gonna have to call out whoever did the the, the photoshopping on this this ad because Stan Lee is not wearing those sunglasses. <laughs> so Somebody shopped those on there. <laughs>
2: You are so right.
3: (laughs) I wonder what he's really holding, because I don't think he's holding the package.
2: (laughs) Given that he's like on the Wizard World tour, I'm thinking they went up to the booth where he was signing and said, Stan, hold this, because they've completely (laughs) photoshopped over him. You can't get any semblance of what's around him. (laughs) You're right. They did not bring him into the studio. They like handed it to him, took a picture with our digital rebel and called it a logo. You're right.
3: He's under some harsh, like fluorescent con lights.
2: <laughs> he's got his sleeves rolled up. <laughs> this is not the outfit you put him in with that big watch. If you want to draw attention to your cologne. <laughs>
3: oh, brother. Yeah. This is, this is a mess. Like they thought this out as far as getting a good signature to put on the bottle and somebody put the glasses and mustache together and that looked kind of cool.
2: Apparently, when they did the Avengers cologne, this is from the same company that did the Avengers cologne that we interviewed at Toy Fair back in 2012. And Stan Lee went up to them and said, well, what about making one for me? What about making my signature scent?
3: (laughs) And they went off to the bathroom and got some (laughs) samples. And uh, what the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's a conversation that will never go down. Oh, what's that you're wearing? Nuff said by Stanley.
2: I have bought and worn all of the Avengers cologne, so I'm tempted to try the Stan Lee scent.
1: Let's not, because they all smell the same, except for Nick Fury and Black
2: Widow. No, they all have a different smell. Some work much better with my body chemistry. The Black Widow smells great on you. Oh, well, thank you. I honestly think the Nick Fury and the Loki smell best on me, whereas Hulk and Thor, not so much. The Nick Fury's very musky.
1: No, it's very clean-smelling.
2: no. I know which ones I'm putting on. I think you may be getting confused, but if you go back, we actually reviewed them all and scented them all.
3: Well, it is only 25 bucks. Maybe you should take one for the team and and see what Essence of Stan smells like.
2: I bought all these cheapo figures. Why don't you take one for the team this time? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think my wife might leave me if she found a bottle of Nuff Said by <laughs> Stan Lee.
2: <laughs> That's because of all the tail you're getting by wearing it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, like 90-year-old tale?
3: <laughs> Indeed. <sighs> Somebody's gonna be getting enough said for Christmas this year in the Gifts Exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Ordering it now. Hope you don't draw my name this year, folks.
2: <laughs> Alright, if we're so hard up for things online that we're talking about enough said, let's do a segment we haven't done in far, far, far too long. Kick-ass callers. Every show, we talk about our voicemail in our end credits. I guess people actually sometimes listen to our end credits. And believe it or not, we had a bunch of calls during the period when we had absolutely no ability to play calls. (laughs) (laughs) We were covering Comic-Con and all sorts of other stuff. And we have some callers here that... Had some great voicemails with questions. I do want to say to voicemail caller Alan, who called, I think your name is Alan. You called about half a dozen times. I can't understand a word you're saying. Um, Please speak up a little bit, and then we'll play your voicemail as well. Alan! (laughs) (laughs) So here is our first
5: caller. Hey, Marvelicious. This is Phil from Jacksonville, and... After listening to the last episode, I heard you guys talk about the NECA kick-ass figures, and I just thought I had to come in and weigh my two cents in because I am a NECA fanboy. I've been collecting them for a while now, and I just want to put it out there that their articulation and detail have gone through the roof in the last couple of years. I am incredibly excited about picking up these figures when they come out. Looking at some of the Toy Fair pictures, it looks like the Kick-Ass figure has articulated knees, feet, elbows, ab crunch, pretty much everything you get in a Marvel legend. Maybe not double-jointed at the joints, but still a good range of articulation from what I can see on there, and I'm pretty psyched about it. So I just wanted to throw that out there since uh, I think you guys' experience with them may be a little older than some of the current figures they're doing. but The stuff they used to make really was pretty crummy and statue-style stuff, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for listening.
3: You know, I I saw the the kick-ass two figures in Toys R Us the other day. Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) Yes, no, I didn't. I saw the KA2 figures in Toys R Us the other day. (laughs) But you know what? I I was pretty impressed with the sculpts and the articulation from what I could tell in the packaging. And I didn't pick them up yet, but that's not to say that I, I probably won't in the future. But one thing that did catch my eye was their scale. They're definitely bigger than Marvel Legends scale. So I'm not quite sure where I would put those in my collection. But I think they look really good.
2: And we need to go back and review the stuff we bought at Comic-Con, because we talked at Comic-Con about spending a lot of money, and I have a box that comes up to my chest that we sent ourselves from Comic-Con, full of Marvel Legends and Marvel Universe figures, and yes, kick-ass figures. Not KA figures, kick-ass figures, including the mf only it's not mf on my card. I don't even know if we should put that on our site. <laughs> <laughs> we have to left like a parental advisory as our cover image. <laughs> but you've excited me about those. And once we get through the latest Hasbro stuff and we run out of peg stuff, I'm definitely going to give those a review now because I now think that maybe inside that bubble may not be just little statues.
3: No, and awesome looking paint apps from what I can tell in person. I mean, lots of different glossinesses and matte finishes to really put some fine detail in them. So I'm. I'm probably gonna eventually wear out and pick them up. You need to, so that way the gallery can have the KA2 and the Kickass2
2: packaging. There you go. So thanks for calling and reviewing those figures.
6: Hey Arnie, Justin, Marjorie, I love your show. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but uh, yours is the one that I wait for every week. So uh, my name's David, and I I kind of caught your Hot Toys hype. Uh, Arnie and I'm now I'm kind of filled with regret. I I pre-ordered the uh, Iron Man 3 War Machine Mark II and uh, now I'm just like, oh my god, did I really just spend three hundred dollars on a on an action figure? So I was really hoping you could either uh, you know alleviate my my fears um, or or. Maybe take a look at the uh, the War Machine uh, Mark II at some point. I, I ordered the sideshow exclusive that has the the little uh, figure that comes with it, the three inch figure. So, just any thoughts you guys had on that figure, how it looks? Um, you know, I'm excited to order my first hot toy, but now I'm just kind of got a little bit of buyer's remorse. So, any advice would be appreciated. And again, like I said. I think you guys are doing an awesome job. I love the show. Thanks a lot. Bye.
2: Thanks for calling. And I got to say, to be perfectly honest, I love the Hot Toys. And I especially love the Armored Hot Toys. That said, I don't know that I can say exactly what you want to hear because I need to put myself in your mindset, not my mindset. And I know I love these figures. But one of our listeners, Mitchell, after hearing all of our reviews, went out and got himself the redone Iron Man. I believe it was the Mark 1, the version 2.0. And when he got it, he was actually disappointed because from the pictures with the glossy paint and the price, he expected a hefty collectible. Possibly he thought something along the weight of the die cast that we're getting from the play imaginative and such. And it is a plastic action figure. And when he actually got it in his hand and thought about what he spent and how lightweight it was, he ended up sending it back and returning it. He wasn't satisfied with that purchase.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's you don't want to say you get what you pay for because these these are all expensive. And like you said, with these armored figures, they're highly detailed. And I remember just when we first got into these, I think War Machine, the original War Machine was one of the first ones shipping from that Iron Man 2 line. And he's got a ton of little things that can fall off if you, if you look at them wrong. But having said that, they're so highly posable and they come with different stands that you don't have to worry about them falling over and breaking.
2: No, and this War Machine Mark II looks glorious with the two-tone gray paint and the light-up features, and I love the light-up features on the Hot Toys. Head to our photo galleries, check out some of the light-up feature shots I've taken of the various Iron Man or even War Machine or Iron Monger. I mean, yes, if you pick these up, they're more lightweight than you think of them, and I was talking with one collectible company, and I'm not being vague, I honestly can't remember which, but where they were talking to me about how collectors feel that high collectibles should have a heft to them. And so they actually found themselves putting extra dense material in bases and inside statues so that collectors get the heft they need. And if you look at, say, Kotobuki's ArtFX statue line, which is the vinyl statues, Those things look phenomenal, and when you put them in a display case and you have them on display, they look as good as polystone statues, and then you pick it up and realize it's vinyl and it's really lightweight, but I think the Hot Toys are the same way. You look at them and you have them on display, you wouldn't think they weigh as little as they do or they feel as plastic as they do, and to me, that's what's more important is how do they look, how do they display, not how do they feel, because I'm not. Touching them all that often, just when I repose
3: them. Well, also keep in mind we have yet to get our hands on the Hot Toys diecast version of these figures that are coming out, and I believe that Mark II is going to be partially diecast, so that could put some heft to it, and in, in a way that we're not yet familiar with. Yeah,
2: it is diecast. You are right. So I think that's really going to help matters. I'm very curious how that works with the scratching and things, but I'll tell you. Here's what I can tell you to put your mind at ease. You got the exclusive version. I already paid $500 for that exclusive version because I think I mentioned this once before. When they did the, which is the armor with the weird pylon arms? That's the red snapper, right? Yeah. When they did the red snapper armor at Sideshow, it did not come with the exclusive helmet. And it's the same exclusive from the same toy fairs as this Iron Man. And so I assumed that the... uh, As this War Machine. So I assumed that this War Machine wouldn't come with a holographic collectible either, so I went ahead and ordered it from Japan. So with the exclusive piece, it's already been going on eBay for $500. Hot Toys, if over a long enough period, always go up in price. I was reading online at Statue Marvels, they were looking at the 10 most expensive actually sold Hot Toys on eBay. And I'll go ahead and as we're recording right now, look up the most expensive, and this is sold, Hot Toys. And I'm just going to talk about the Marvel ones. There are some more expensive from other lines. But in the past 30 days, the X-Men Origins Wolverine sold for $1,044.99. That's the
1: one I've got?
3: Yeah.
2: Wow.
3: Little zippers are expensive.
2: They are. The Ironmonger a thousand dollars with a buy it now sale Wow and that one sold for how much was it around 600 I think I thought it was right at five yeah about 500 in shipping yeah it did a buy it now of a thousand the mark 21 armor which isn't even quite for sale through sideshow yet and that's that Midas armor uh exclusive from Taiwan selling for 900. A lot of them have sold for 900 to to 1000
3: Yeah, so even if you get it and it's not your thing, put it back in the packaging the way it came, and instead of returning it, if you don't need the money right away, hold on to it. It's a little bit of an investment. Pop it on eBay in a year.
2: Here's the one that makes me feel really good. If you go back to our archives, what is the first hot toy I got, and it was a gift from Marjorie?
3: Abigail Whistler.
2: No! <laughs> uh, Mac test Tony Stark.
3: That's right.
2: And how much did you pay for him? I don't remember. About $149 on clearance? Yeah,
1: I guess I did, yeah. You I got was- him
2: because he was such a bargain. You worked with Justin on that.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, $854.99. Wow. So that should make you sleep better at night about your purchase right there. I imagine with all the armored figures we're getting, maybe not all of them are going to go up like these. And notice, I have not gotten to Abigail Whistler here in the top five. <laughs> but... I think that these are great collectibles, and even more, I never believe in collecting for investment sake. I just don't think that's what you should do. You shouldn't worry about the secondary market, but I don't think you'll have problems getting your money back if you get it in your hand and you go, you don't like it. You can either return it to Sideshow, assuming that's where you bought it, or like Justin said, sit on it for a year and see what happens in the secondary market.
7: Hey, this is uh, Chris from Ohio, long time listener to the podcast. Love the show. Um, I really, I'm calling because I've really been doing a lot of uh, toy shopping online uh, simply because Hasbro has not sent anything out in the stores. So I was really wondering do you guys think that this is something new that they're doing? Maybe they just want the majority of their figures sold online? Uh, I mean, it's just kind of puzzling for me. I mean, I know this is a, a Marvel, you know, podcast, but I've noticed, I mean, because I collect DC figures as well, I've noticed that a lot of the DC brands get shipped out. You know, I've seen a lot of those. I've been able to actually collect a lot of, you know, DC Unlimited or DC Universe figures. But when it comes to Hasbro, I mean, I haven't been able to find anything unless online. I, I mean, I, I had to, you know, order the... Uh, Iron Patriot and Mark Forty Two and the uh, the Marvel Legends. I've had to order a lot of the the new Marvel Universe figures online. Uh, I mean, I know that some people are finding them, you know, in certain areas, but I don't know. I just wanted to know if you guys, you know, if you guys think that maybe this is their new marketing. I don't, I don't know something. I, I just, I don't understand why they're not shipping the stores. I mean, I, I and trust me, I've been. Ever since February when the Marvel Universe figures were supposed to hit, the new wave was supposed to hit, I've been going almost every day. My target, the only thing that my targets or Walmarts or any stores are really filling up as far as Marvel is a lot of Avengers stuff. Like the new um, Marvel uh, Assemble figures for the new cartoon have showed up. the Iron Man 3 they went crazy with that stocked up ridiculous amounts of that and um the Amazing Spider-Man uh figures but that's really been it and I don't know I just wanted to see you know what you guys thought about that
3: all right bye I think there's not any one reason why we're not seeing these toys I think it's a a bunch of little unanswerable questions, but if you if you take what Hasbro said over here and something they've said over here and kind of start putting it together, I think you you kind of start seeing the picture. And from what I can tell, it seems like I don't think they're abandoning MU or that scale up until they told us that they're moving them into different lines. I think what they've done is they created a monster. And they went after all these different markets and properties. And like you said, you had no problem finding the new cheapo Avengers figures or the assembler figures. I think they put a lot of time and effort into getting properties that are tied into something out there. And MU isn't tied to anything right now. And stores get confused on what they are. To to most stores, they're just four-inch action figures. They don't care who makes them or where they're coming from. To them, they're all the same thing. And if you walk down the aisle at Target or Walmart, there's a whole aisle of all that stuff. And most stores just don't know what's what.
2: And to your point, I know this call came in before we released our interview with David Vonner last week, but, I mean, like he said, there needs to be someone there to champion a toy line, especially when it's not tied directly into the billion-dollar movie, like Justin just pointed out. And since David Vonner was let go from Hasbro is when we've really seen this hit the fan, when I had to start ordering online and couldn't just hit a number of Targets and Walmarts to fill out my waves. I think it's not a matter of them wanting to sell online. In fact, they don't want to sell online. They say that their Hasbro toy shop isn't there to be a primary source of sales, but to help people get a few figures they can't elsewhere, in case you're missing the copious peg warmers that they are sitting on themselves. And they don't want to go that Maddie collector route at this point, from what I can tell by talking to them. They want the figures to be in stores, but it's all one stock-keeping unit to the store. They don't know which figures or which waves they have. They just know we have Marvel Universe figures or we need Marvel Universe figures. And if they keep shipping and not selling and people are buying the Avengers figures, then those get restocked faster, whereas the others don't. But for years, we've seen Walmart kind of just drop Marvel Universe and then pick it up again. I mean, how many times have I said my Walmart doesn't carry any Marvel Universe and then months and months will pass and suddenly they'll have some again?
3: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to be honest with you, it sounds like Hasbro is trying to address some of these things. So we'll see how it goes moving forward. But it also sounds like you're kind of like me. I I like going to stores. I like the thrill of the hunt. But slowly over the last few years, I've been, you know, ordering online as they become available because it does become frustrating after a while hitting store after store after store and not finding anything.
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. I love going to stores and buying figures. I had a lot of fun rifling through all those crappy Iron Man figures at Walmart.
1: I have to say, it's <laughs> it's a little exciting knowing that there may be new figures out there. I actually think...
2: For those of us who like to buy in stores and prefer that to ordering by the case where you end up with a bunch of figures you don't need. Hey, anyone missing an Iron Spider-Man? I can help you fill that hole after buying this last wave. So if you prefer to go to the stores, I think the Avengers Assemble figures are a step in the right direction because A, it's tied tenuously to a cartoon series that's active, and B, the stores think it's a totally new figure line. They don't realize that it's to us a continuation of a four-year-old line. They see it as something new that they can now put their Marvel Universe on clearance and start selling this brand new toy and getting shipments in of this new toy. So thank you all for calling. If you, the listener listening right now, want to leave us a voicemail with a review or your thoughts on any Marvel collectible, be it a figure, a statue, a video game, Give us a call at 803 Marvel 4 or send an MP3 to show at marvelicious And now, before we go this week, I do want to talk finally, ever so slightly, about sideshow premium format figures.
1: Oh boy. I think you guys should <laughs> Here we go. stop, get your popcorn. Settle in, kids, because this is going to be good.
2: Well, I got not one, but two premium format figures in this week, both Marvel, actually three if you count Star Wars, and I was so ready to come to this show and be like, let's talk Vision and let's talk Deadpool. I mean, I started with the Vision, and I wasn't going to order the Vision. I think when it came out, I was like, you know, it's Vision. I don't have a lot of good associations with Vision. I've not read a ton of comics where Vision kicked ass. I know there are some, I just never read them. And I know he's married to Scarlet Witch, but it's a figure I could pass on. And then you took that exclusive head from Avengers Disassembled with that funky mouth, and I'm like, and if I were to get Vision, I certainly don't need the exclusive version. (laughs) Melty head.
1: What is wrong with his head? It looks like trash can man from The Stand. Like, somebody threw acid on him.
2: He's melting. It's a very weird exclusive from a fairly, you know, relatively recent Avengers issue. And I looked at that and I'm like, I'm never going to display that head. It's just not iconic Vision. It's not my Vision of Vision. (laughs) But then we went to Comic-Con and I saw Vision. And this isn't 2013. This was Comic-Con 2012. And I saw the metallic green paint on him and the way it contrasted with the yellow gold paint and the soft goods cape with the nice wire. And I got my exclusive Scarlet Witch, and I'm like, you know, that was a really nice green. And then they came out with that Ultron statue with the Vision head that also had the nice metallic green. And so I was like, mm, you know what? I'm gonna wait list him. And much like we were talking about hot toys, exclusive sideshow premium formats always go crazy, crazy high. Like the regular Gambit you can get for 400, the exclusive Gambit you're looking at 1100. I mean, just insane. And so I decided I'd let fate decide and wait listed. The exclusive vision. Not that I wanted the head, but that I just, I, that's how I was going to decide. Cause if I decided later on to part with him, the exclusive one would go up for sure. The regular one could go up, could go down. I got him. He's a gorgeous figure. I do really love the paint they used for him. I love the sculpt. And believe it or not, I love this alternate head. Really? It is so strange, but they actually made holes in the cheeks where you can see through the head. And the big bulbous yellow eyes that are popping out like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of Total Recall.
1: How can a robot melt? He's plastic. Okay.
2: And it was because Scarlet Witch placed a bad thing.
1: Bad marriage?
2: Yeah, it was actually the beginning of their divorce. Oh. And he's got this weird tongue. He really looks like a claymation out of a Tim Burton movie.
3: Yeah,
1: it's kind of creepy.
3: That's what I was going to ask you about, is out of all the pictures I've seen of it, the melting effect looks pretty cool, and the bulging eyes looks cool. The tongue always looks a little weird in, in pictures. I love the tongue, and they even sculpted the ridges on the roof of his mouth.
2: Oh, weird. And the wrinkles on his neck, the circuitry showing through on his forehead. Here's The problem. It's too horrific and weird to actually display. Because if somebody comes in and sees my premium formats and this head is out, they're not gonna go, oh wow, look at Colossus. Everything's gonna be what's wrong with his face?
3: (laughs) He opened up the Ark of the Covenant.
2: That's yes, how he looks. (laughs) But I have to say, I'm a little disappointed. I think, honestly, and this is a hard thing coming from me to say, I think Sidro's quality is slipping a little bit. Now I got, I should have reviewed, I think four or five months ago, the exclusive premium format Black Widow from Iron Man 2. I had it down in the photo studio, was taking pictures of it in the box, opened the box, snapped leg.
1: Yikes. I always dread when you're going to open these now because of what's coming up.
2: And it took them about four or five months to get me a replacement. And when it broke, they said, oh, it's a clean break. Here are your options. We'll give you $50 in credit at our store and you can just glue it or you can have us send you a new one. And I went to the Facebook page with this because I'm like 50 bucks on a $400 collectible. That that felt insulting for something that was broken off. And yeah. everybody on Facebook agreed because you can never sell it if, it if I ever choose to. And I don't sell for resale, but it's forever a marred piece. It is more marred than $50 is worth.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that.
2: I only got the replacement right before Comic-Con after months and months, and finally I went to them and I said, listen, you guys have kind of – I didn't use this phrasing, but you've dicked me around for months. Can I at least get a sideshow gift card for my travel? 25 bucks.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a slap in
2: the Black Widow behind. So I <laughs> – no, that's a good thing when you're slapping the Black Widow behind. <laughs> So I get my vision, and I'm looking at him, and I notice that the paint on the gloves is just a little bit mottled. I'm like, is that dirt? No, it's just not an even paint application. And then I look at his leg, and I notice a scratch, and it's it's small. It's really small, but it's through the green paint, and so you can see the silver gray underneath. It's maybe an eighth of an inch long, and it's as wide as a hair, but when you're talking about a very vibrant green paint, it it's noticeable. And then, on the exclusive head, on the big yellow collar, which is part of the head, there's a small drop of red paint where, when they were painting the face, it dripped.
3: Ugh. I didn't
2: even see it. It's tiny.
3: But at those prices, and, and for what it is, you would expect the quality control to be exceptional.
2: I would, and it used to be. It really used to be. And- I really wondered, is this something I complain about? Because how am I being too picky?
1: No, I don't think so.
2: I mean, this paint on the neck, I just showed it to Marjorie. She can't see it. It's really small, but it's there. And, you know, when you have a solid yellow piece, a a discoloration is noticeable. And the scratch on the leg, I decided, you know, it was an expensive piece. It's an exclusive piece. I wrote to them, and I said, listen, all right, here's my problems. What do you guys tell me? Now, they came back and said... We are sold out of the division. We can't get you replacements at all. So again, I can get thirty-five dollars in cash, fifty dollars in credit, or I can send it back for a full refund. Because of the small, small problems on them, they're small, and I love this figure. I don't want to part with this figure. I took the fifty bucks and got it got twenty percent off the Mary Jane Comic Cat.
3: Eh, that seems like the best choice out uh, of given the options they gave you.
2: And I am I love this statue. The scratch is on the back, completely covered by the cape. Only I know it's there. But I know it's there. And it's just a little disappointing because it's part of a history of broken premium formats I've gotten. I've gotten two with broken legs, several with paint errors. I've had to smash more polystone than you can count.
1: It's kind of cathartic and fun, though.
2: It is. And some I send back. Some they have me smash. Black Widow was smashed. And... I mean, I don't order a ton, ton of them, but when I get them, especially the newer ones from Sideshow, I seem to find more problems. I ordered several older ones off eBay to round out part of my collection, and they were perfectly fine despite being secondhand. But then I opened the Deadpool, and this is what really broke my heart, because the Deadpool is gorgeously sculpted and the paint they use that red paint is a glorious shade and the box for Deadpool whoever did the box got Deadpool there are jokes all over the box Sideshow does great boxes usually they have one of the best box designers out there Their boxes aren't themed where they just template a box and put a new piece of art on it. You get something like the Scarlet Witch and the whole box is her head. The Vision, they did this weird like Art Deco Vision head on it and kind of wrapped it around. Deadpool, it's his torso and he's graffitied on it what's in his pouches. And, like, uh, one of them's for me to know and blow you up with. And the one on the dead back in the middle, he's like, I don't know. I can't really reach this one. <laughs> so, I mean, they got Deadpool. And I'm laughing as I'm taking pictures of this box. And I got a big smile on my face. And I open him up. And I got the exclusive with the chicken with the dynamite up its butt. Really happy. And then I take the paper off of him.
1: Oh, I know it's coming. Uh,
2: and they put the paper on him while the paint was still wet. Oh, you got to be kidding me. It's quite obvious. The paint was sticking to the paper. And I was peeling the paper back and seeing the black paint on it. And on his chest, very visible under good light. There are sections where I went to the Sideshow Freaks Forum, which is the largest forum I know for Sideshow Collectors, and talked to them. Some people refer to it as overspray. Others refer to it as damage from the paper, being on too soon. It's so hard to say. I went to Sideshow, and this one, I mean, the Vision, I waitlisted him, I was one of the last ones to get him. Deadpool just freaking shipped, and exclusives were being converted on the waitlist as recently as last week. So, I was like, I want a replacement. The email I got from them was so disheartening. Thank you for your email and the pictures of your Deadpool PF. I wanted to follow up with you in regards to the paint on your item. After inspecting a couple of in-stock items, it seems this issue is occurring due to the material the item is wrapped with. With that said, I do not believe we could offer you a replacement that would be an improvement on what you have. So they use that
3: weird paint-eating paper?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's some kind of paper that just destroys paint. Don't you know about this?
3: (laughs) It's perfect for wrapping expensive painted items in.
2: However, what I have done is ordered you a care kit which include different items that can help you maintain your statues in pristine condition. If I am not mistaken, I believe it includes a soft cloth, which can help you remove the gloss from your item. This item will be shipped out to you shortly. So, he's saying all of them are like this, and he's sending me a kit that he's not even
3: sure what it has in it. Might have some Windex and a soft cloth.
2: This is when I went to the Sideshow Freaks. I'm like, cleaning kit? I I don't think this looks like something that's going to rub off. I took a little microfiber. It didn't do anything to this. So unless they're sending me paint remover, I don't know what's going to fix it. (laughs) And here's the worst thing. I love this Deadpool. I know they're not all like this. Pictures on the Sideshow Freaks forums, YouTube reviews. I'm seeing some others that do have this, and I'm seeing some that don't. And I'm now at the point where I may have to either escalate this or return it. I will go without a Deadpool versus this Deadpool. I mean, this isn't something that I can hide with his
3: cape. Deadpool doesn't wear a
2: cape and this is on his chest.
1: Maybe he's going to wear a smoking jacket.
3: (laughs) I fear that you've landed on some weird sideshow blacklist where they refuse to help you anymore.
2: They used to have the world's best customer service, and I very rarely had any problems. I had a Sideshow premium format Darth Maul come with a bad hand. They went above and beyond, and next day aired me a replacement. But then I had a problem with my Sideshow gantry or my Hot Toys gantry that I purchased from Sideshow, and they gave me all kinds of runaround with it. And then the Black Widow, they were very courteous, and but it took forever to get a replacement. And I honestly was hoping with the Deadpool, maybe they had a bad batch, and maybe they had a bad batch with Black Widows. He did tell me they had to get more Black Widows from their factory. I'm wondering, well, maybe they can get more Deadpools from their factory and get me a nice frickin' Deadpool. But honestly, it seems like they have no competition, really, when it comes to this. And their customer service has gone downhill. And their quality control has gone downhill. Every sideshow box I open has a sticker that says inspected for quality by sideshow. I want to know what that inspector is smoking because I could use some to calm (laughs) me down from this deadpooled incident.
1: No one says that these are (laughs) sighted people that are inspecting, Arnie.
2: Where I work, there's this big thing about quality. And quality is one of those words that you just slap on anything. What is quality, right? What does that mean? You know, it, it, it is a nebulous concept. And what my workplace has defined quality as is consistently reproducible results. So having a statue and saying it's a quality piece, that doesn't mean anything. That means you like it and you think it's really well done. But in the terms where I work, quality would mean every single statue is top notch. And by that measure, I can say sideshow premium formats are no longer a quality item. Oh, I wasn't expecting that.
3: Seems like it's deserved, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like you might have to continue taking pictures and create a case and escalate it beyond just the regular customer service.
2: I did. I honestly thought I wouldn't have to. And so when I sent the picture of Deadpool the first time, I used a camera phone photo. I've now taken studio photos of the damage. I'm waiting. I'm going to play the game. You got to play the customer service game. He says he's sending sending me a kit that's going to fix it. I went to the Sideshow Freaks forums to find out if anyone there could give me any hope one way or the other. Didn't really get any definitive answers, except if you get the kit, please let me know what's in it. <laughs> Apparently, this kit's very mysterious. The Sideshow employee doesn't know what's in it. The Sideshow Freaks don't know what's in it. It's it's a mystery box. I'm going to open it. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's head.
3: And <laughs> <In> a Tesseract. <laughs>
2: But I'm going to get there cleaning cloth, and I'm going to rub my Deadpool, and I'm going to see if it comes off. And then I'm going to go back and go, are you really telling me all your Deadpools are messed up like this? Is this what you are telling me? I mean, I'm always going to play the Seth and Amy game.
3: Really? <laughs> <laughs> really, Sideshow? <laughs> yeah, whatever's in that, that mystery kit is probably what, what Vision saw that melted his face. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But I'm not gonna try anything on my own, because God forbid I try a non-sideshow approved cleaning product. I'm gonna wait however long it takes for this mysterious cleaning kit to arrive, and I will let listeners know your, the first stop will be Facebook for updates, and then I'll bring it to the show when we record after that, but I'm disappointed. And I don't, I wanna say, it's not 100%. I did get the premium format Avengers movie Hulk, never had a chance to review them. Glorious. Great piece. They also wrapped him when he was still wet and the paint is on the plastic. And when I opened him, I think I got stoned from the fumes that came out of the box. But (laughs) unlike Deadpool, it caused no damage. I inspected him from head to toe and you can see his toes and they're really well sculpted. It's a great piece and it looks eerily like Ruffalo. I mean... Their sculpting is great. I just think something's gone wrong at the factory level where what they're shipping just has a lot of paint errors, a lot of damage. One person on the Sideshow Freaks forum said something that's absolutely aces in my book because a lot of people are having similar problems per those forums. And what he said is buying high-end collectibles shouldn't feel
3: like gambling. Very true. And it's sad to say that it just sounds like a standard modern-day economy production problem. I mean, Sideshow is, as we know, kind of a high-end collectible and not a necessity type of company. And so they probably have pretty thin margins of profit. And, you know, whenever we all know that their ship times slip quite often, you know, things are supposed to be out in quarter two and we don't see them until third quarter or fourth quarter, maybe even a year later. I bet you somewhere along the lines, they're getting some pressure at the factory to speed things up. And maybe cutting some corners and putting things in packaging before they're completely dry. And now they have this whole headache of having to replace things because they were trying to cut corners and make production faster.
2: Well. Wow. I put that squarely at the feet of those honchos at Sideshow who make the decision to go with that. Because when I talked to Brian Ono at FX Collectibles about the Captain America shield, we talked about this. It's going to be a $1,500 item. But why? Because the factories in China kept sending him ones that did not look good enough. And rather than sell a product that was not good enough, he found a way to make them in some fashion by hand, here in the States, now it's excessively more expensive, Sideshow may be a little bit more up a creek because they sell pre-orders, but they could refund the pre-orders. They could say, we weren't able to do it for the price we thought. We can give you a refund or increase the price or something like that. I can't imagine that being a bigger black eye than sending out junky statues and charging people full price.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not making excuses, just maybe looking for a possible reasoning behind it all.
1: I just wonder if Sideshow is a victim of their own success. And again, it's the volume, which means the quality is slipping a little because they're selling more and trying to get more and more out of it. And I mean, when they were a small company, if you had a problem, you got fantastic service. There's a lot of people buying Sideshow items now and a lot of different licenses. And it's hard to make everybody happy.
2: Yeah, they're pumping out product like they never have before with their Pacific Rim stuff and Marvel, Star Wars, so much. That could be the case. It makes me nervous because I'm down for quite a few more pre-orders. But I do have to say, the items in clothing seem to have less problems than the fully polystone statues where there's just more chance of a paint error. They have less problems with their sewing than they do their painting. So... The Black Widow I ordered, I'm pretty sure that's a cloth outfit. I'll be okay there. Uh, The other Storm, I liked my Storm that I got. When I get the white outfit Storm, I'll have to open it up and see and hope for the best. It's a mostly polystone piece. But, yeah. Now, I do want to be completely clear. I don't want to bash Sideshow. I'm telling my personal experience and my personal disappointment on receiving almost $1,000 in collectibles and having both be damaged. And I'm recounting what I'm reading when I'm going through specifically the Deadpool forum at Sideshow Freaks. But other people in Sideshow Freaks have said they've had no problems. And again, that's where the question when it came to Vision, am I being too picky? Is it that those of us who have all these problems are perfectionists? Is it wrong to be a perfectionist when you're spending about $400 shipped? That's the counter argument there. But needless to say, I went downstairs with a big grin on my face about two premium formats I was really excited to have. And I actually got disgusted. I went to work. I like I was I didn't even put away Deadpool. I saw the chest after the vision. I'm like, screw this. I went to work. I would rather have been at work than deal with that.
1: A little part of me dies each time you do that because I feel so bad for you because I know how much you love these statues and how excited you get about taking photographs of them.
2: Yeah, I love having them down there. I mean, take a look at the pictures of the Vision. I think they just look so great, except for those few I took with the close-ups of all his paint errors.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad and frustrating, and like you said, it's, it's your own personal experience. And, you know, if any of our, our listeners have... Experiences outside of that or similar experiences, I'd love to hear it because it's like you said, that's that's quite a bit of dough to be popping down for a spin of the wheel the hope that you get what you paid for.
2: Yeah. So I'm certainly going to pre- I've decided to keep the vision and get that Mary Jane. I mean, after I bought the original line art for the Mary Jane statue, I'm pretty much down for buying that statue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, you have to now. I mean, there's no way around it. <laughs>
3: It just makes good sense. Yes,
2: exactly. So I took the 50 bucks off of that because since it wasn't an exclusive version, I felt there was a discount in its future. Companion piece Gwen Stacy goes on sale tomorrow. So if you're going to order that, please use the link from our homepage, MarveliciousToys.com. And do remember, if you have problems, the one thing I can say is Sideshow's return policy is good. I've never had a problem returning an item for a refund if I got it and wasn't satisfied. But isn't it just a damn shame that I've had to? And that's one to grow on. (laughs) (laughs) So that is it for our show this week. Now, next week is Labor Day. And you know what the Black Ice P say about Labor Day? (laughs)
3: Let's get retarded in here.
2: It's
1: it's a holiday. It's a three day weekend. We don't have to work. Seriously, that's their song.
3: Yeah,
2: I don't work today or the next three days. So we're taking next week off in honor of the Black Eyed Peas.
3: I guess I'll be Will. I am.
2: Man, that makes me Apple Dap. <laughs> <laughs> don't complain. That makes me Fergie.
3: Oh. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll get you some nuff said to counteract the Fergie smell. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe her sentence called said.
2: Oh. <laughs> but we will be back in two weeks. I got a Hot Toys Hulk here that I haven't opened. You think he's broken?
3: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's Hot Toys, not Sideshow.
2: Yeah, but I wonder if they're kissing cousins if they use the
3: same factory, because I also have had some Hot Toys quality issues. But we'll finally get to feel that real skin feel.
2: Yes. We also have some items from Uncle Milton and a new Bisho show. we got a ton of stuff to talk about.
3: So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel Toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious Forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds, as well as product reviews, on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious website Design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Website photo editing by Jen and Jeff. Podcast enhancement by Andrew, Shane, Daryl, and Barrett. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song "Bam Pow Kablam" is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lion's mouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated.
2: Hey, you know that Iron Man Undercover Assault? Which one's that? The Iron Man 2 set? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 400. What? Yeah. Holy. Yeah.
3: All that for, I mean, I think I kind of cobbled that set together. I mean, you got a unique Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Which
2: is probably why it sells so high, honestly. Black Widow fa- fandom is
3: off the charts.
2: Yes, it is.
3: If you have that one handy, we might want to look at that Black Widow compared to this new Avengers Black Widow and see if those are similar.
2: Um, I don't have it handy as in for this show. Um, I know it pretty well. Uh. Okay. I know every inch of its body. <laughs> Weirdo.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna conference call you guys when it's happening. No.
6: <laughs>
2: you sounded like Eddie Murphy's uh impression of Ralph Cramden. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna
3: <laughs> You know that I know that you know that I know that you know <laughs> that I'm gonna call
5: you <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the? F- is Iron Man supposed to do with this? B- it's a b- for Iron Man. Well, oh, he puts his fist in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do.
2: Put that fist into it, Tony. It really looks like a giant.
1: B- it does look like a big.
2: B- we need to come up with another term for d- for when I review this on the show. Mm. Female personal rubber massager.
3: That implies that it's electric.
2: Plug for the anus. <laughs> Anal leakage stock up gap.
3: That makes it sound way less pleasurable than what I'm imagining they're designed for. <laughs> Spread out Here's the what you goodness. can say
1: instead of... A vibrating device that substitutes for an a- To provide a- Stimulation. However, that's not true, because not all... De-
3: yeah, so I need them something else. What's that Trojan thing they have a commercial for? The-
1: oh, the one with the crazy hair? Yeah. That's like a good, like, Stepford Wife type... <laughs>
3: the safe... <laughs> it's branded now.
1: Yeah, there isn't any... Well, okay, here you go, here. You can call it an artificial a bine a broom handle a broomstick i like
2: bine fature
1: a bugger claw which is only for <coughs> a burmese bull a chinese groin a <coughs> sponsor, a condom practicing device consolateur a corn cob a, <coughs> a dingus a fake <coughs> a godamish, jelly boy a johnny on the spot johnson bar ladies friend little genie lover toy
2: just keep that up and as long as it doesn't say <coughs> or something, then you can just say the words. I, I like a lot of those.
1: Mother's Ju- Little Helper.
2: The more foreign sounding, like, what was the
3: one? <laughs> just just say, <laughs> I mean, you need to say it and then in- interject Marjorie saying one of those out of that list. Vine Fatur. Vine Fatur. Did you say lesbos?
1: <laughs> Substitute. A plastic lover. A potato finger. Potato Warning. finger. Warning,
3: may not be a real Maybe <clears throat> <baby. clears throat> Substitute?
2: (laughs) Are you allergic to substitute? I hear that's
6: going
3: around. Kids these days. A widow's comforter. A widow's comforter.
1: Woman's home companion.
3: I love that magazine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A Dilbert (laughs) is a fool, a contemptible person.
2: I'm going to call you that if we don't start the show pretty soon.
1: And the quote they have for using d- when a sentence is Burt Reynolds as a se- to a security guard in the movie Switching Channels from 1988. If that d- shows his face here again, I want you to search every orifice in his body. Ah. Uh, Are we done talking? about d- now?
2: Oh no, we gotta review that figure. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a widow's
3: comforter.
1: A bind fator.
3: Bind All right. Das Freshmaker.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mental. Let me see. Wait. Oh, there goes the bind for tour. No caps. (laughs) Did she get it? No, got it. Don't be licking that.
1: (laughs) Whoa.
3: I I spent two weeks this weekend in North Carolina.
2: You spent two weeks in
3: one weekend in North Carolina? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: That's impressive, Bill.
3: (laughs) Everything's a little bit slower there.
1: (laughs) This figure has no ass also. Yeah, he does. No, he has got no ass compared to the other action figures.
3: I think that's the pretty standard MU ass. Captain America has the same ass.
1: Does he?
2: Yeah, it is the same exact ass. I think
1: maybe the cape makes his ass look funny.
2: Mysterio, (laughs) your body is not meant for capes. Sorry, dude. (laughs) The Spider-Man rhino... You broke Rhino.
6: <laughs> no,
1: he's okay. I didn't break him. He's he's an amputee now, that's all. Here, he, take it. He, he lost his arm in the great battle.
3: There are other things out there, but...
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
3: Holy Jesus. Kazoonite.
1: <laughs> can you imagine that in my car with him sitting next to me?
3: <laughs> Stereo. Stereo. <laughs>
2: Let's do a segment we haven't done in far, far, far too
0: long. Kick-Ass Callers.
3: Nice segue.
2: It's a wonderful candidate for Google Transcription. Nice. (laughs) Hello, them. I was just kind of Sunday. As soon as you know that this is talent. Drive home. Hey, it's bless. Hello. Yet, your latest at the code, they're going to to have a... Cool it! Yeah! Was that
3: all off the top of your head?
2: No, this is the Google transcription of Alan's voicemail.
3: I was going to say, but that's perfect.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The the inflections are, yes, uh, improv. (laughs) (laughs) And seems that you guys don't have another number for like, yeah, yes. For any other, yeah, palm spit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) For the Widowmaker or whatever the hell (laughs) it was.
1: Widow's friend.
3: Widow's friend. (laughs)
2: So thank you for calling and giving us those reviews.
3: And now, another special moment with David Vodder. I got to start leaving you some more messages. Remember
4: how I used to leave you guys messages and all that? It was oh,
2: fun. oh, yeah. It would make our day. I mean, that was just awesome. And we'd, we'd send them around ourselves and all be like, oh, my God, he's listening to us. And then play it on the air.
4: <laughs> you know I you know what I love. I love how, like, well-mannered you, you are, like, in your podcast. But I know you got a damn temper, too. And I... I, I and there was one time in particular when you were just about to like completely house, um, Comic Con. It was something that happened where you—it uh, was a Toy Fair. It was something where you was completely pissed off and you, uh, you were you about to start slamming folks. And I was like, "Oh
2: my!" Most likely it was the Hasbro toy shop line. Uh-huh. No, no, it was New York Comic Con a couple of years ago. Was it the event? And, uh-
4: <laughs> New York Comic Con. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Arnie, I'm telling you, I mean. I mean, it was, I, I thought I had to put him aside, man, and like, you know, do like a 12-step program with him or something, because he was about to flip out, I was like, yo, this is crazy, you're supposed to be the mom man of reporter.
2: <laughs> no, I just know sometimes you got to get a little red face to get
4: attention. Red face? Man, you, he dropped his bag, he's about to take his belt off. Uh, i think like, uh, you're exaggerating uh, a little uh, like
2: uh, that. He, he, he,
4: he, you ever seen that um you ever seen when wayne brady was on the dave Chappelle show <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that one yeah it was like that it was like that arnie was like do i got a choker bitch
2: <laughs> you can
4: edit that i know listening <laughs> So I was like, oh my God. Like, I was scared. I felt like I was Dave Chappelle, like, crying. Like, please, just take me home. (laughs) (laughs) And, And you know what? The entire time, Margie was like, I love that, man.
1: Oh, I've seen him getting some pretty heated arguments, and I I, I was very happy we got back on Sunday night, and there were no international incidents like there had been in the
2: past. (laughs) Arnie
4: cannot go to different countries because it may be a a international incident.
2: I I did have one Spanish airline employee threaten to call the federales on me, the police. Oh, for real? (laughs) For real? (laughs) You're
4: a bad man. You're a bad man. If it goes down, if it really goes down, man, I see you like on MSNBC or CNN or something. I'm like, wow, I know that guy. (laughs) His secret is that
3: he's always angry.
4: (laughs) I know, right? He's, He's like, he's like Banner. I'm always I'm always ready to punch my square in the face.
1: <laughs> he's never punched anyone in front of me anyway, but he just his words and he's always so calm and that it's that weird, odd calm right. that just like sends shivers down your spine because you know See? you're in deep
4: <laughs> See, but that's the thing that that you know of. He's probably rolled up on somebody like, you know, probably beat down. He probably pulled a training day on somebody (laughs) (laughs) shot him up in the the intersection
2: nothing we can talk about on the mic See that, yeah that's right you don't want to incriminate yourself he's a great guy he's a great guy when we go out and have those drinks and you tell me some of those stories i can tell you some of mine.
4: i don't know if i want to be drinking (laughs) with you man you might you might transform on me and then i'm like oh man it's like it's, it's really gonna be like roadhouse at that point, it's like you know I can't let this guy get into a squabble by himself, and then we both end up in ICU somewhere.
2: <laughs> hey man, I, I you'd have my
4: back, I'd have yours. It would work out. <laughs> hey, that's right. We'd be fighting like class of the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> See, the sad part is when you know, you know, when I get when I get real ticked off, and then I gotta tell my wife. I feel like I'm talking to the principal. You know, like at school. Like she's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "I got mad." I got angry. You know, that's when I start feeling bad when I got to talk to my wife about it. But in the heat, it feels good. When you feel that rage coming on, doesn't it feel good, Arnie? I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I'm the calmest person I know. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it, I may have a bit of a um, Portuguese background, so there. What happens is it's, it sparks like the uh, yeah, between
1: the Por- Portuguese and the Brazilians. I think you're just doomed to oh, being Hulk-like.
4: You, your blood is like constantly at two hundred
2: degrees. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it 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 served me well. <laughs> <laughs>
4: nice so so when you when you do drink is it things that you
2: can't drink like brown or clear alcohol i can drink pretty much whatever's put in front of me and i am i i don't i'm not an angry drunk i've never had a fight when drunk i'm a happy drunk oh great that's even better because i like to strip when i drink
1: (laughs) (laughs) so does justin it's very awkward
3: sounds like we have a date
4: I remember one time I, got, I was drinking, I was, we were bowling at Chelsea Piers, in New York, and somehow all my clothes got off and I'm running down the, the bowling alley with no clothes on. And I was being chased by the guys that worked in there. And I couldn't understand why the hell they were chasing me.
2: <laughs> I wonder.
4: <laughs> I know. And then the cab driver got mad because I got in his cab and he was he really ticked off at me. And I was ticked off at him because it stunk in there. And we both couldn't understand each other.
2: This puts a whole new meaning on the term ball return. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
4: See that, Marjorie?
1: Yeah. I, I live with this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> nice.
1: You have no idea how many b- we actually have every week. Oh, That man. don't even make it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> You know what's funny? I heard my son and his friend talk about... <laughs> they were in the pool, and and, the, and they're jumping in. He's like, I feel my... <laughs> flapping up on my shorts. And I was like... <laughs> I, I, I had to do the parent thing and say, hey, hey, cut that out. But I'm sitting there laughing my ass off like that. Saying like... <laughs> now. But he, he made it to that stage, you know, when you, when you can say... <laughs> and you're not being struck down by lightning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? He's eight. Oh... <laughs> I think that's yeah, probably around the right age.
4: Because you know when you first, when you say your first swear word, you say it and you look around and you're waiting for like the sky to cave in on you and whatnot. Yep. And it's like, oh, now I, I feel liberated. So I just hope he doesn't go with the route that I did because I thought I was like a little richer prior when I was a kid. Can't Dive.
3: go around saying all the filth, Floridian, Floridian filth all the time. <laughs> <laughs>